McTominay releases James. Rashford making a run towards the back post and he scores! He went near post, then he cut to the far post and Marcus Rashford finishes brilliantly for Manchester United. Under Saka out to beat Robertson, back post, surely goal! The equaliser, Adam Lallana has got it and Liverpool on level out of absolutely nothing. United's resistance is ended. Manchester United won, Liverpool won. Welcome back to another episode of the Flag on the Pod podcast. I am once again joined with Nick. How are you doing today? Yo, 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 what up? And making his Same. first appearance on the pod, we've got Lucas. What's going on, Lucas? What's going on? Thank you for having me. Bro, it's good to have you. Lucas has been annoying me for the last, like, a month <laughs> to get on. Basically, just because Nick and I have been talking hella shit about Man U uh, through, like, all the podcasts. So now he came to defend his team. Uh, and club. honestly, I think we, we should just kind of get into it. It was the best game of the weekend, Man U against Liverpool. Uh, that one ended 1-1. I'll start with you, Lucas. What did you think of how your team played? Uh, we, honestly, I think we played... We For everybody saying that we were going to get smacked 5-0, we put up a pretty good... We, I think Liverpool was very, very lackluster in the sense of they had absolutely... The one player that stood out was Wijnaldum. And they mm-hmm. he, he had the, the, the day of his life. And, you know... For Adam Lallana having to come in and score in the 85th minute to save you guys, um, you know, it's a little tough. But I think what glared at me was, you know, how lacking in the midfield we are. We got to rely on a 65-year-old Juan Mata that can't <laughs> run. <laughs> we got to rely on him. He didn't play, but, you know, these are the players that we have, like, and in the midfield, we had, you know, Scott McTominay. I, I'm saying I'm putting this out there. I've, no, I've, I, I've, been, I've been Scott McTominay's number one fan for, like, he's, a month now. Yeah, he's the next Michael Carrick, in my opinion. You know, does his job. Ooh, I like that. I actually really yeah, like that comparison. That, I, I really that. like that comparison, actually. That's actually not does a bad comparison. Does his job, you know, gets into fights when he needs to, plays it hard out every single game. I like that. Gets, gets the job done, you know? Pereira, for the most part, is only consistent at being inconsistent. Nobody <laughs> knows what he's capable of on day in and day out. Fred is, in my opinion, god-awful. Nobody okay, knows. wait, wait, wait. So, uh, I'm going to pause there because I think Fred was very, very, very important last game. I, I mean, it's not – It's he's, he's like Pereira, in my opinion. Like, one day he'll, you know, be like the next, you know – Paul Scholes in the midfield for us, and then the next day he's you know uh, uh, a Ryan Bertrand, like somebody that that you know has no impact on the game. He just is so square. His passing is so square and so uncreative. How, how do you say that word? Like in, it's not creative. There's it no creativity uncreative, in, yeah. in his play. It, it's just very squared and it's very monotone and it's it's passing back. He's the Brazilian El Nene, basically, think, is what he's saying. Do you think do you think that can come down to confidence too? Because I think he was kind of really put in a rough position at the time he came to the club and kind of the downfall of Mourinho. Um and then he was kind of especially in that first year, was kind of a scapegoat for fans, you know, instantly it was like, Oh, sixty million and he's trash, he's trash, he's trash. Like, I think if I'm a player, my confidence would definitely fall immensely well, from a situation like that. I mean, if, like if you're worth 50 million, you should have at least some kind of, you know, impact. on. You don't buy a $50 million player and then be as bad as this. Like, it, it just right. doesn't happen. But I so, think... Go ahead. I don't know. I, I Like, I think... I, I don't think he's been good. I'm not, I'm not saying he has been great. Um... But I think you can maybe give him. A, I mean, there's a reason he's been put in. He's been put in the squad. And last game, I think he did the most important thing, which was outrun the Liverpool midfield. All I saw him doing was running side to side, putting pressure on players, not giving them time to pass, not giving them time to think. And that allowed Man U, I think, to really go on the counter attack and and kind of unsettled. Liverpool from from the get-go for sure like in my opinion he's one of those players where if he puts 
if he picks up his head and sees the passing, because he's quick. He's a, he's a small kid guy. He's quick. Mm-hmm. He's agile. He can pass the ball. He has good passing. But what, he doesn't pick up his head. So all his balls are either left, right, or back. Rarely. If you find me three videos of him creating <laughs> a play or something or, or doing something useful with the ball other than passing back and, you know. And it's like this. If he loses the ball, it's almost a guaranteed yellow card. Because he runs after that ball and just has no regards for any of the rules that apply to soccer and just completely demolishes the kid that he just that got the ball from him. My so thing, has- my th- my thing with Fredji is I, I'm still not 100 percent positive what his best position is, which I feel like has been I a think- big issue because I think they're trying to they I think they originally played him kind of to be a little bit more of a defensive midfielder. They're pushing him a little bit further up the field now, but I just don't know if he has the technical ability and and just the creativity to be able to contribute that well offensively. But he's also yeah. not a defensive midfielder. He's um, not a DM, but I, I feel think- like I feel like he kind of he's kind of like in that Xhaka role also, like you see with Arsenal, where they're not 100% positive what he is. Um, yeah, I think they're experimenting him because he'll be on the left, he'll be on the right. Every once in a while, they'll put him in front of the back four. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just, at this he's point, played, I think he's just, played He's played fullback for you at one point also, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like last like last, um, last game against Liverpool, we played a 5-2. The first time we played a 5 I personally loved it because Ashley Young was nowhere near the defense. And... <laughs> <laughs> And Daniel James as striker was interesting. Yeah, and Juan Basaka, in my opinion, is the best defensive right back in Europe, and it's not even close. Oh my God! Here's the delusion. No, bro. If you, um, his his attacking is very lackluster. No, defense, def- defensively, he's definitely up there. To say he's, he's the, to, to he's say to, to say he's the best after a year because and like look, five games. No, because look, you you pick the best right backs in the world. Let's just name some. You got Alexander Arnold. He's balanced. He, he's not too great attacking. He's not too great. Defending. Nah, he's great. He's great. He's know, really good attacking. He's really good attacking. He's balanced on both. Balanced on both. Carvajal, I don't really know. I don't even think he plays anymore. So that's who is Carvajal? Yeah, like what are these Nate players? Your name? Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Real Madrid's right back. Carvajal. Are you? Nah, I know who. I know who he is. But he's he's been relevant for the past five years. He's you know won the the thirteenth Champions League with them and everything, but. Anyways, you know, you got who else on the in, – in the BPL at least, you're Kyle Walker, in my opinion. He's amazing going forward. He's suspect going back, in my opinion. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I agree with that, especially with the fact that he's played center center back before. Who? And, uh, Kyle, Kyle Walker. Walker. Yeah, Kyle Walker yeah. plays yeah, center back for England too. Yeah, to and clear. pretty decently. Pep, no, Pep Guardiola decided to play Rodrigo and Fernandinho at center back the last game too. So it doesn't really matter. That's due to injuries, though. That's well, due to injuries. That's what I'm saying. That he'll play center back whenever you know they don't want to rely. But I, but I don't think you ever play Juan Bissaka at center back. No, but you'll play Ashley Young at left back. You might as well play somebody else. You might as well play hey, that striker. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ashley, Ashley Young. In my opinion, Ashley Young. But something I have to defend Ashley Young because he is a player that gives his one hundred. <laughs> this man, this man just going like spends, just spends, right? spends, spends, spends like two minutes just talking crap about Ashley Young. You know, he's just he, no, no. Uh, it's like me. If you put me on the Man U team, I'd give my life too. Would I play well? Probably not. You know. It's, <laughs> uh, I, get, I, get, no, I get that. I get that. I respect you. Know? My only thing, my only thing with uh, Juan Bissaka is that I feel like a lot of good defensive plays he makes came off of him screwing up oh 100 percent. but that's what i'm saying look at the difference between somebody that's defensively sound in, Fr- in wambasaka and somebody that's not in fred wambasaka loses the ball sprints back until he can't no more slide tackles gets the ball plays it out fred you know um how do i say he loses the ball in the midfield and just close lines the next time <laughs> that goes towards him. hey so but you know what you do what you got to do he hasn't gotten yeah. a red card oh not as of yet you know, like I mean, it's so, about to happen. Uh, hey, but if it hasn't happened, you can't, uh, you can't uh, condemn him for it. To for be fair, that hasn't well, to be fair, yet. we're eight games in, so we'll see. Yeah, but the aggressiveness is the, the, aggress- the aggressiveness is definitely there, though. I'll yeah, give you that. And, and you know, just extending on the how I said earlier, the five in the back. I truly like that because not only is Ashley Young away from the defense, <laughs> it allows our team to, you know, because. In my opinion, Harry Maguire is his first choice center back of England. You know, he's a good, he's solid. He's no Van Dyke, mm-hmm. nor is he like a. He's know, solid, so, yeah. He's, he's solid. He's, he's a player that can win in the air. He wins, I would say, eight out of 10 aerial duels. He rarely misses a header. 
He's I mean, when you're, goals. I actually like think he, I actually think he's underrated on the ball as well. He's a pretty good passer as, as no, a defender. He'll bring it out, and he'll, you'll see him every once in a while. He'll pass midfield with it, you know, just so, carry it all the way up. I, I want to put my concern with Manu playing five at the back, and although Ashley Young is further from the defense, Rojo is even closer, which would be oh, my what? point. Oh, but Rojo what? didn't play bad. Yeah, I didn't I think – I, 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 I thought Rojo was pretty bad in this game from, position, do, from a positional think, sense. For someone who, for someone who wasn't sense, supposed to start. For, some, for someone who wasn't supposed to start. And and had to come in because of an injury. Yeah, exactly, I think he exactly. did his job. I think he did exactly. his job. I didn't think he played well at all. I just don't rate Rojo as a defender. He's one of, he's one of those players that's like. I'd rather have him play left back than I'd rather have him play left back than Ashley Young. He was. He's there. He's there to occupy space and do his job and not you know screw anybody over. Yeah. But other than that, he's nothing. I don't think he's anything special. You know, he got finally, yeah. he finally. He, I think he's been playing well enough where he got called back up to the Argentina team. So you know he's. I think Argentina's right. Trash. But Argentina yet again are just. So if you if you could if you could have your starting eleven, what formation would you pick, and what would be your team for menu like uh, going forward? I would pick. I, I would stick with the four three three just because it's you know <laughs> we have such fast outside wingers and very you know decent. I would say Luke Shaw. I think Luke Shaw is one of the most underrated players on our team by far. He's, well, he's yeah. When he comes back, your team will definitely rise yeah, because a bit. he everybody oh he's big you know he's fat and all this he can't run (laughs) in my opinion he's one of the fastest players on the team you know you watch him go up and down and he does not get tired he runs the entire 90 minutes you know so my 11 i would say i could it'll interchange but my gut says you know 4-3-3 with De Gea in that i still think De Gea is top three goalies in the world regardless of form you know uh two defenders Lindelof and Maguire maybe if you exclude the near post then yeah it'll be top three yeah, the back four picks itself. Luke Shaw, Maguire, Lindelof, and Basaka. That's no that's Yeah, no that's no debate there. Yeah. There's no debate there. Um, the, the three, McTominay is a guaranteed starter for now on. Pogba, yeah. when he comes back, regard, he could be on a crutch. If he comes back, I'm happy with that. And, you know, then you can change Pereira, Fred. As long as Mata is, you know, a coaching assistant, I don't really <laughs> care what, where he is on the field. But as long as he's not an attacking mid, because we don't play with an attacking mid. If you notice what we do, we play somebody in front of the the, the back four, and then we'll play with two midfielders towards the midfield, and let one of the two be expressive and do whatever they want, you know, which is usually Pogba's role. But my opinion is Pogba, as a defensive mid, is so much better than he plays as an attacking mid. Because he his vision and his passing box box. is unreal. His like yeah. in my opinion, the worst thing that we did was let go hit uh, Herrera. That was the wor- if you that was a bad Mc- move. That was a bad move for sure. If you put McTominay, Herrera, and Pogba, and Pogba I can yeah. consider that a you know a very solid uh, middle three. So 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 you'd have so you'd have McTominay as a holding midfielder, Pogba kind of playing um, as a guy. Who can Not even. Goals. I think I think McTominay goes up. A decent amount. He's not yeah, like a, a in, a, in a, possession. He does, but he yeah. has a lot of defensive traits as well. But who would exactly. you have as a third so, midfielder? I would have Pogba, Fred, and then the third I would probably have Pereira because his his problem in my wait, opinion is Pogba. Wait, wait, so wait, wait Pereira. So McTominay is not so McTominay's on out or no McTominay, Pogba, and Pereira. So not three. so not Fred, you did. No, not Fred. okay. Yeah, Fred, okay. You know, on the plane, and you know, in my opinion, McTominay Pogba as a defensive mid, or not even a defensive mid, just somebody that plays back a little bit more, would be so much more effective. Because then you got Pereira to let him do whatever he wants. Because his problem is consistency. You know, one game he scored, it's like that, what, what game was that last year that we played that he scored a banger? It, against Southampton, when we came back and won, he scored a banger, you know? He, he took it up the midfield, cut in towards the left, you know, diagonally ran across the field, cut it back into his right, and just whipped a banger into the top nine. You know, mm-hmm. so he his problem is consistency. And if I think he gets a good run of games, about 10, 15 games straight, not 15, maybe, you know, eight to 10 games, he can establish himself in the midfield. Everybody can find out their position and find out what they're doing. Right. And in the front three, you know, picks itself. Daniel James, Rashford and um, um, Martial. Mar- Martial. Martial's back. coming back from injury. So, you know, bring Lingard. Mm-hmm. Lingard, in my opinion. He scored today as well, Penn, didn't he? Lingard, yeah. in my opinion, is trash. L- he, That's- I think he's trash. But I think he's somebody that can come off the bench and spark. Okay, the team. yeah, because yeah, he's been... fast, he's quick, he runs after the ball, he presses high. So by he's him nineteen, doing that, promising, exactly promising young teenager, <laughs> you know, just came out the academy of ninety two. So, 
<laughs> he was there when Solshar scored the championship. <laughs> he, he was the one. He was the one that crossed the pass. He was the one that crossed the ball. You know, he, he's the one that crossed the ball and headed it back to, to Solshar. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let you guys talk. Go go ahead. Man you <laughs> man you just man you just are a little weak. There there's not a lot of depth. So I feel yeah. like there's a lot of players, plus with some injuries, there's a lot of players playing out of position and yeah, kind of sure. playing makeshift uh you know uh roles and positions yeah. which when you don't have a lot of depth in the first place, doesn't really help you. Um, but the, the, my issue is, okay, you got a result against Liverpool. Yeah. But this cannot cloud the fact that you guys were absolute garbage before that game. Uh, you know, yeah. So, so the question is, do you win your next game? You know, because like that's what it is to me. Do you beat Norwich? You know, and and what happened? I, I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand what happened. Because we, we make our predictions coming up <laughs> after the after the Chelsea game that we absolutely you know demolished them four mm. zero. You know, we had a we had a you know uh, uh, a easy for you know if we got past the first two which was you know chelsea and wolves wolves everybody knows for some reason against the top six they always find a way to either tie or win mm-hmm. rarely do they lose you know but then the next week like they, they lose against teams that you're just like how does this how does this even happen they, they'll beat right. man you and then the next game immediately they'll just get you know absolutely. yeah but but, like, but, but, but later we found out that man you weren't even that good yeah but, oh I, this is what I'm saying, you know. They they tied against us, and then they tied against Burnley, lost to Everton, got smacked by Chelsea, and then tied against Crystal Palace. So it's you know where where was that against us? You know where was that against everybody? But regardless, <laughs> we beat Chelsea, and then we absolutely demolished them. First game of the season, I'm like, okay, you know, four zero at Old Trafford, solid, solid. And then what we do is we get smacked by you know um, what's it called Wolves, where we tie one one. In my opinion, it's getting smacked because that's a team we should easily have beaten. That's no secret at all. We get, for some reason, we can't touch the ball against Crystal Palace. We lose against them. We, <laughs> we, Yo, we Van Anholt is the greatest player of no, all time. How, and exactly. It's like you said, the hey at the near post. He should have easily, easily caught that and just, you know, tied 1-1, whatever. And then we can't beat uh, man down Southampton. But then the next week after Southampton, we beat Leicester City. So, you know, it, we're so inconsistent that every week we have absolutely no idea what team we're going to get out there. We, I think, we'll okay, I, I agree with that. I agree with that, but I, I think a few of those, so Chelsea first game, uh, looking I think back at it. That you know, game was Lampard's definitely, I think that game, game was super fluky. Lampard's first game playing at Old Trafford. Yeah. Um, man, you had a, a decent amount of hype coming into the season. Chelsea had a transfer ban. They kind of didn't know how good they were going to finish. Yeah. A lot no, of people thought not. a lot of people thought that Chelsea would be the team to finish outside of the top For six, sure. if anybody. Um, and I think they just got absolutely blitzed by a Man U right. team. But and I think Leicester game, there was a lot of pressure on Leicester to really uh, actually perform against a, uh, a top six. Well, yeah, that, that's well, that's 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 fair. Yeah. I, but I I don't want to take any credit away from Man U because they did get away with that point. Mean, yeah. And Leicester they, Leicester currently yeah. sit third in the league. You know what I mean, like. You well, you do have to thing. give him credit, but here's my thing: a win is a win. You know, for me, right. it, it, even though I, I would want to be like, you know what, let's play like we used to play. You know, everybody attacking. We can't. We don't have the players to do that. You know, we don't have the results creativity. are results. Right. Exactly. We don't have the creativity to do that. We don't have anybody in the midfield that can, uh, other than Pogba, that can. You know, it's like that. I think it was either third or fourth. It was a third goal against um against um Chelsea, where Pogba got the ball, looked up, saw Rashford ping the ball onto his foot and he netted it into the bottom left of the goalkeeper you know that's the only player in my opinion on our team that can actually you know withstand uh uh you know the the how do i say the the burden of being creative in that right right you know because other than that fred has no passing skills whatsoever (laughs) bereda like i said super inconsistent mata is no longer He's about to die. It's not. <laughs> oh my God. It's Jesus not. Christ. It's not like you know we have any depth in the midfield. And then like today we played against. I, I can't even pronounce the team's name. 
it's like partisan or, or something like that. I can't, oh, I can't pronounce partisan. it. Wait, what, 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 I don't even know how it ended. Menu, it was menu one one zero Martial yeah, penalty. Yeah, it was also uh, a penalty, but you see what I mean? Weak. A partisan. That's weak. We should be smacking this partisan like 84 <laughs> to 1. You know what I mean? As a bit, it's like... Fucking... You, you no. guys just barely beat Parmesan 1-0? Exactly. Like, <laughs> if, if we can't beat Parmesan by, like, a, a minimum <laughs> of, like, three goals or four goals, you know? They're, they're I don't even know what, <sighs> I, like, I think today they said they're fifth in their league. I love how, I love how, I love how my man, my man, my man just spoke about how results are what matters. And now he's, like, But that's what I said. Them. That's what I mean. They're fifth in the league, and you know who's number one? Red Star Belgrade, which was the same team that I think Tottenham beat 5-0 yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so if the number one team in the Serbian league got smacked 5-0, we can't beat the fifth place team by at least two. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah, but it doesn't work like that. You know, you know, like, it uh, doesn't, well, like, you can't, you can't make correlations like that. Like, so, it, it, despite... The ranting. <laughs> Everything that you've seen from Manu so far this season. Where do you think they finish in the table in the Premier League? And how far do you think they get in the Europa League? Okay, I, I truly think we'll get to at least semifinals of the Europa League. Just because that has to be the goal. <laughs> the goal has to be to win, obviously. But I, I personally don't think we're going to win because there's still Arsenal. There's still Wolves. There's, there's decent teams. Um, um, Plus the, the Champions League drop. And, the, and, the, and the whatever team ends up dropping the exactly, Champions League as well. Yeah. Exactly. Which so which usually ends up being the team who becomes the favorite towards the end of the towards the end of exactly. competition. But this is when I say, you know, the same feeling that you know when they because when was that we were in the Europa League? I think three or four years Ajax. ago. The against Ajax exactly. in the final, yeah. I, I, um, I we everybody was saying we were gonna get smacked, but Ajax was young, Ajax was hungry, Ajax was this, Ajax was that, you know, and we won. You know, we won fair and square, and you know that was it. We won. And then it was just like the PSG game. Nobody wrote us in. But I'm like, you know, until somebody knocks us out, we still have a chance. I didn't expect to get sure. past Barcelona just because it's Barcelona. And, you know, it's, it is what it is. We have no chance of beating. But a team like PSG, Neymar out, Cavani out, Mbappe is a true, you know. Di Maria played the game of his life at Old Trafford, which I'd never understand. Because for us, he was absolute cheeks. <laughs> he was garbage. But um, I don't know. I remember you know, a few nice goals. So, you know. He scored a guitar show, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I think Europa League, we, we should either get to the semifinals or finals. I don't, finals. Us, I don't write us to win it all, but I think we have a good chance of winning it all. And then and in then the Premier League. In the Premier League, honestly, I know there's about, what, 30 more rounds of this, <laughs> but I, I can't see us finishing in, in the top four at all. I really, we have Fair. no style of play. We have no no sense of direction. But in my opinion, it's like, you know, I'll, I'll get into this right after I, I say this, but Position-wise, I think we'll either finish fifth or sixth. In my, in my, I, oh, so you think? I, so you still think you'll be able to recover that high then? Can I? Can I ask you something? What? How do you feel about social? That that was gonna be my follow-up that's, question. That's what that I was, was gonna, gonna say. Follow-up question. Yeah. So, in my opinion, our biggest mistake it was wait. I, I personally think we would have never gotten into this situation if we hired Mourinho immediately after Sir Alex Ferguson. If Mourinho was the immediate predecessor of Alex Ferguson. We would have easily continued on the path we were going. I think he was. was, with, was I think he was with Chelsea, Chelsea at the yeah, time. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he but, literally won the league with Chelsea the year after. Remember, I think Chelsea is a revolving door of managers. No manager stays there for more than two or three seasons. That became that became true recently, though. That you wasn't know? that wasn't so, that wasn't that wasn't the reality at the time, especially with so, how they were doing but, at the time. But but I get what you, I get what you're saying though. If we got Mourinho back then, I personally think we would have been easily best team in in so, England. So do you so, so 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 did you think that letting him go last season was the wrong move or did you think that that it was time to let I him don't go? think it was wrong because his style of play did not match what you know he the thing is it's like I said we got second place you know with a team that is probably worse than the team that we have now mm-hmm. you know yeah with I Phil think Jones yeah. and Chris Smalling having to play so in my opinion he did more than enough. He won us Europa League. Man, you really won. Man, you really won to, league with Rafael and Fabio as a starting fullbacks. So that's wild. My <laughs> issue with Mourinho, I think, was just the fallout with the players. I think that's what really screwed. That, well, yeah, chance yeah. His job. relationship, Mourinho, his relationship with the players, and I think he just lost the locker room in general. Exactly. Mourinho, when you get, a, it's like his Porto team. His Porto team didn't have. 
they had Deadpool and they had, you know, some good players, you know, but they he didn't have like a Lionel Messi. He didn't have a Ronaldo. Right. But they still won the Champions League. You know, Porto out of all teams. So what I say is if you get a team, look, if you get a team that is, you know, committed 100% to what Mourinho's philosophy is, which is even though it's a little bit more defensive, he gets results. That's, yep. that's like I said, that's what matters in the end. He'll get, he'll nick them two ones, one zeros, and then every once in a while he'll smack you four zero. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's every it's his philosophy works. In my opinion, when he's active, he's top five manager. He doesn't have all these trophies to not back him up. He's you know? he's right. he's proven that he has the quality to win at the top Absolutely. level and win consistently. He's struggled, which I think he's been put in difficult situations because I think yeah. he came to Man U and he had the expectations of the world on his shoulders. Exactly. You know, Pogba 90 million, which at the time everyone thought was an absolutely insane figure to pay. And now 90 million is like pocket change for half these clubs. Um, yeah. So some of the, some of the players that he brought in maybe necessarily didn't exactly fit or, you know, kind of went along, you know, Lukaku didn't exactly work yeah, as well he, as you would he, thought. So he um, mentioned something. I, I was watching him on sky sports and he mentioned the whole thing about how he was asking for a defender and asking. Yeah, and yeah. Then... yeah so in my opinion, he didn't, he didn't get the backing that Solskjaer gets. And what I think is the worst thing we can do right now is sack Solskjaer because then it, this thing will never end. Mm-hmm. It'll be constantly and constantly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in my opinion is, you know, you see where we're going. He has a philosophy and young, good players. In my opinion, Daniel James is, you know, th- in his first four games, he had three goals. Now he's obviously, you know, dropped off quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You, but regardless, you can I like Daniel James. Player. I like Daniel James. Best player I like, it. I like so Daniel far. James. I like Daniel James. He's, Actually, some, he's super fast. He's out of this world how fast he is. He's good on the ball. Mm-hmm. He, wherever he is, he goes at a defender. He tries to shoot. He's, you know, so in my opinion, right, we got Harry Maguire. We got Basaka. We got Daniel James. You know, Martial finally is back into his center position you know but martial's out on the left Daniel James. so i think what he's trying to do is gonna work eventually so in my opinion is he's the right man for the job just he needs at least you know this is what his sec his first full season he needs minimum another two seasons to get really into what he needs like so you example, really want to give him that time you of think of course of course Solskjaer has what it takes as a manager absolutely because who, who else are we gonna bring know. so some of the names that i've read recently one of the dumbest things i've read was arson Beck. you'll get <laughs> <laughs> okay that is that is dumb he said, get, that is dumb. not only will he get slaughtered by our fan base the, he just he's a good manager but you know i don't even know if you want to get out for a reason would... I don't know if nope. he would take that job. I don't, I don't think know. he would take. I don't know if he'd either. take you know, it honestly. Uh, the old Juventus coach, uh, Allegri. Allegri. Yeah. I personally don't. You know, you have Pogba there, so I guess you kind of have you know some you know Italian football. But I don't really think he would. Uh, what? Uh, you know, Pogba's Juventus, French, right? But he played for Juventus. That's what I'm saying. I just had a double no, check. No, no, yeah. I no, just yeah, had a double yeah. check. <laughs> but he played in Italy, so he has that sense of how Italian. Play is whatever, so so on and so forth, and then you have uh, Laurent Blanc, which I don't think is any, I don't, you know, is whatever, and then you he have, won the World uh, Cup. Who Laurent Blanc? Oh wait, no, he didn't. He who's the French coach before? No, or, or I don't remember. It was Didier Deschamps that just won. Yeah, no, no, no. he was the French. But then coach you have Zidane. Zidane. Honestly, this is my theory. The only reason he went back to Madrid was because he didn't get the Man U job. Because no manager. Leaves the club wanting to leave, get letting, excuse me, letting everybody know that he wants, and then goes back to the team right after. It just doesn't make sense. So, in my opinion, Solshire is the right man for the job. Give him at least, I want to say two seasons, because if he's the same way in two seasons, then we have to really reconsider. But at least one transfer. Doug, I think. We can get uh, James Madison. You know what? I got to say, I respect the fact that you're willing to stick with your guy and that you actually I respect give him. it too, but I don't agree with it. I, I, it's, I, don't, I don't even want to say I don't agree with it. I just question now what – I just want to know kind of what the goal is for Man U. Are you guys looking to build through the youth for long term? Um, are you guys trying to be competitive with uh, the likes of Liverpool, Man City? I, I just want to know kind of what think, direction the team is trying to go in, because sure, I feel because I, I feel yeah. like because I feel like the team right now, the timelines aren't exactly matching with everything. So that's I that think, would be look, my that would be my question. 
I personally don't think Pogba is going anywhere because, you know, if he didn't leave this last summer, he's, I don't think he's the next summer. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. So one I think that's a fair leaving. point, though. I think De that's a fair. De 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 yeah, De is staying. Rashford's not leaving. Martial's not leaving. So we McTominay is gonna play his heart out, you know. So Lindelof is not leaving. Just signed a new contract. Basaka just just got a uh, contract. Mm-hmm. Just signed. Yeah. So we have we have that. You have a, you, you have a, you have a bit of a core, yeah. And then if you look at what's the youth, the left back Brandon Williams, that kid. Balls Who I, I like him a lot, actually. Yeah, he, he played really well today. today. Yeah, he did. Tahit Chong, as long as he puts another three, so I think he'll be a good player because he's literally a praying mantis. And then you got <laughs> Mason Greenwood, which is 17 years old. Hasn't every done game, anything. Are you kidding me? Every game he's played, hasn't he done scored. anything. Every game he's played, he scored. Every game? Every that game he's, he's appeared that, in, he's scored? That, no, no, that he started. That he started. Who did he against, start against? Against Liverpool. Oh, I can't think on the top of my head all the games he's played. But he plays the Europa League and, you know, the Carabao Cup and these games that don't really matter. But regardless, he's 17. Nice. He's scored in throw... games that don't matter. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. He's 17. What do you want to throw him in? Man City against, you know. Nah, I'm players? just saying I don't think I've seen enough from him to, to jump on this hype that Man U fans put. I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I'm just saying that I feel from what I've seen, he's a little well, overrated. For some, oh, well, he's seventeen. You can't overrate him or underrate him. He's seventeen yes, years old. You can definitely blow up the hype train, Nick. Which what I feel they have. Seventeen-year-old is blowing up any world football right now. Besides them, Bappe blew up. I just feel there. I just no, not in that way. I just think there are other, like he's not even cl- like not even close to uh, Chelsea's youth players like Mason Mount those are players who are actually obviously that's another level I don't expect him to do that but I, I don't know like I just I have I don't think I've seen enough from him to well he, all I hear Mason Greenwood Mason Greenwood well, Mason, keep Mason in mind Greenwood. Mason Mount is also 20 years old. not like you know Mason Greenwood has the the, the experience in these big games because it's that's what I say the best thing to happen to Chelsea is the transfer ban because they don't have a choice they have Tammy Abrams has to score because Olivia Giroud is just you know streaky so whatever so Mitchie Batchelai every while will do good like he did uh, uh, yesterday against Ajax he scored the goal but Mason Mount has to do something Kovacic has to do something these players have to play it's not like Lampard could throw himself in the midfield you know what I mean so it's, <laughs> right I mean I think I think they got I mean they, he could. they were definitely blessed in that way they were blessed but I think it's a little bit of luck too because it, it doesn't just because they got that transfer ban doesn't mean they were. Opinion, these players were going to appear. Give Mason Greenwood up until 20 years old, and I can guarantee you he'll live up to the hype that he's... And then All right. I Angel Gomez, you know, I personally think for the big six in the BPL, he's too undersized. He's he's very small, very... He's quick, but I don't see anything special. Um, who else is coming up to the ranks? James Garner. I saw him today. He's nothing special. He died. Okay. Um... And then you have likes of Rashford, which are already established players. You know, I actually saw this thing, and everybody makes fun of that Rashford. At the age of 20, he had more goals than Alan Shearer at the age of 20. To give an example. I mean, I guess. You know? <laughs> so it, I it's guess. Like, so it, it, I'm just saying, you know, everybody writes him off for bad. But in my opinion, he, running off the shoulder, he's the best striker in, in the BPL. Running or like making those runs, but like mm-hmm. I said, he can make those runs all day. Who's passing him the ball? You know, Ashley Young, no. So, who's that? Pogba <laughs> isn't there to pass the ball. Fred uh, can't open his eyes up. up to you field. say that, but Ashley Young played some of the best off the shoulder balls last game to him. Well, because that's all he does, he just chucks it down the line and hopes the guy Rashford hopes and the he guy does. I mean, that, that's it. All right, I mean, we, I, I like we, we, we have yeah, been talking about Man U for 33 minutes and 17 seconds, so we're going to go ahead and move on. Uh, I appreciate your passionate ranting, Lucas. This is why we brought you on today. Yes, that's right. Here, go, 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 go ahead and take a sip of your water. Oh, my God. I can't so wait that, for them to lose so, to, to Norwich. So, so if we lose to Norwich, you're getting me back in the damn show. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't talked about Liverpool at all in this game, but I feel like we just gotta move on anyways. <laughs> so Liverpool, congrats on the point away from home. You're 
probably yeah, still, still gonna win the league. Still um, so I honestly don't think they'll win the league. They, this is the same thing. What? Last oh year. wow! Okay. What? Man City, I can guarantee you, Man City get a run for the money. I can guarantee you. Man City, I mean, I, I do think Man City are good, but Liverpool are still undefeated, bro. Well, this was their first. They this is the Liverpool, first tie. Liverpool is only two games ahead. That's it. There's not. There's nothing really changing that. Only t- six points ahead. It's like last. Remember that's last fair. Christmas when that's fair. No, no, no. That's, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I'll, I'll give it to you. Ten mm-hmm. points ahead. Liverpool still bottled it like they normally do. Uh, in my opinion, it, like I said, there's, it's what twenty nine more games to go. You know, they, there's more than enough time for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, let me give you an example. I'm looking at the standings here. Burnley is eighth. You really think Burnley's gonna finish eighth this season? I mean, like, they might. They finished no, seventh. Not shut like, up. No, two, three, not. seven. Stop. No. In my opinion, like. <laughs> I'll give you outside of top six. Who who takes who? Oh what? Oh well, you think you're you man? You probably finish like eighth. I yeah, think I think I think ready. The, the the way it'll go is um you know Man City one, Liverpool two again. Um, I do think um Leicester City stay in the top six, and then I think if we don't get top six, I think we'll be like you said seven or eight. Being realistic, I think we'll finish seventh, or eighth, in my opinion. You know. <laughs> Um. So you got seven as your prediction. So we'll move on from menu because we've been on them for a while. Um, Nick, let's go ahead and run through now uh, some of our predictions from the last match. We can see how we fared out. Uh, we said on the last episode that we were going to figure out kind of a point system and how we we're going to keep tally this. Uh, so basically, what we're going to do is if you picked the correct uh, winner or if you picked the draw and it was a draw, uh, you'll get a point. If you predict the correct scoreline, you'll get two. Um, so we'll run okay. down some of these fixtures real quickly, starting off with Everton versus West Ham. Uh, I predicted 3-1 to Everton. Um, the game ended I up being had... 2-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had 1-1, one, one, so... So I'll end up with a point on that one. Uh, right. Aston Villa versus Brighton. I went with 2-0 Villa. It ended up 2-1. It ended up 2-1, so, one, so we each get a point on that one. Uh Tottenham versus Watford, I completely whiffed on this one. I thought coming off uh, last week's loss, Tottenham were going to have a bounce-back game. Playing at home, I thought they were going to win comfortably. I said 4-1. It ended 1-1. I had 2-0. It ended 1-1, so none of us get a point on that one. Uh, Wolves versus Southampton. Um, Playing at home, I would expect Wolves to win. I said 1-0 on that one. It ended 1-1. I said 2-1. You said 2-1 Wolves, so again, nothing there. Uh, Chelsea versus Newcastle. Uh, Chelsea playing at home. Newcastle uh, have been struggling. I thought Chelsea would win this one a little bit more comfortably than they did. I predicted 3-0. It ended up 1-0. I think you picked the Newcastle to win, didn't you? I did. I, I, so I was going to go tie. I remember this. I was going to go tie. And, and then, then you picked... were like, and then you were like, bro, just go for the win. Just do it. Go all in or, or, or don't go out at all. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So I went Newcastle to win. <laughs> L. Uh, Bournemouth versus Norwich. Um, this was El Trashico. This game was horrid. Uh, it ended 0-0. I thought yeah. Bournemouth would win. Uh, Leicester versus Burnley. This is the game that I thought was going to be bad, but it ended up being not that bad. Uh, I predicted it would be 0-0. Leicester ended up winning that one at home 2-1 against Burnley. I had 1-1. One, one. Oh, <laughs> um... Crystal Palace versus Man City. I thought Man City would win this one as well, although I did give them a lot more of a convincing win than it actually was. Uh, they ended up winning that one 2-0, but I did predict the correct winner. Uh, what was your Damn. prediction on that one? I had 2-1, bro. Damn. Crystal Palace just couldn't get that goal, man. Uh, so another point for both of us there. Uh, Man United versus Liverpool. No surprise. Let's not talk I about thought... this or else we'll trigger Lucas. Uh, I thought 3-0. <laughs> I said... What? I said... <laughs> I said... What? You're telling me? You're telling me you were confident that this was going to happen. You you thought... Well, I'm t- no, I honestly thought... I, no. I didn't think we were going to win or tie. I thought we were going to lose. But I thought for right. a fact... It was going to be a really good game just because it's Van U and Liverpool, and that always happens. Uh, I said 2-0 Liverpool. Obviously, that game ended up being 1-1, like we've been talking about for the last 30 minutes of this fucking podcast. Um, <laughs> last game, last game, which was Monday, which we don't have to talk about, uh, Sheffield versus Arsenal. Um, I predicted an Arsenal win. Uh, uh, of course. They, they did not win. Um, I hate Arsenal so much. <laughs> Uh, like, by the way, as we're, as we're recording this, Arsenal are currently losing 2-0 at home to Vitória Guatemala. 
2-1. At home to Vitória de Guimarães um, in the Europa League. And hey, Vitória de Guimarães is pretty good. Don't write them off. Shut up, bro. They're in last place. <laughs> this is their first... You know, this is the first time they scored in the Europa League this season? <laughs> you guys are an embarrassment. Well, like I told Gabe. Oh, you know, okay, oh, okay. Oh, I, but you're in 14th place. I would just, I would, like, do, I would just like, I would just like to point out, I would just like to point out that Manu fans were celebrating when Arsenal lost to Sheffield, but with the win, Sheffield passed Manu on the table. I would just like to make that point. Bro, all I'm saying is, that I was don't rule it out. Don't bro, rule I was it out. For Manu that game. So, and I hate Man U. I hate Man U, but I was cheering for them. Yo, Chef, make it interesting. Man U are currently behind uh, two newly promoted teams. Y'all are in 14th place, dog. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is great. Honestly, I love it. The scenes. Say less. It's fantastic. Uh, so, those are kind of our predictions for last week. I ended up with, it looks like four points is what I ended up with uh, from this week. How many did two you end up me. with? You got two. So I take a 4-2 lead going into this week, and now let's go ahead and kind of get into this week's predictions, and Lucas, go ahead and join us. Um, so super, super wacky schedule this weekend. Um, I am yet to talk to somebody who can explain to me why um, certain games are in the time slots. So um, the 10 a.m. kickoff on Saturday, which is supposed to be the main time slot for games, uh, we've got four games during that time period and then on sunday we have four games all running at the same time um three games, the same three time. games at the same or time at the same four time games sorry total, three games three three, four time. games at the, uh, in total three games at the same time um and including four of the traditional top six teams so i was a little confused at the same time man. a little confused as to what the scheduling was especially because liverpool spurs being the main game of the weekend uh, so a little curious to what that was. So I'll, I'll see if I'll try to see if I can get some sort of explanation as to why that was um, this week. I just but, don't understand. I just don't understand why you wouldn't drop one of them down to the nine a.m. slot at least. If it, you know, if it's if it's down to uh, midweek games because of uh, unless there's Carabao, there might be Carabao next week. Potentially, like I said, we'll try to figure it out, um, and we'll uh, talk about it next episode, but. Um, getting to the games uh, so we can get our predictions in. Southampton versus Leicester City. Uh, this game is actually happening Friday. Um, so tomorrow as we're recording this. Southampton playing at home against Leicester. Leicester currently sit third in the table. Uh, what are your predictions for this game? Uh, I have 2-1 Leicester. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 2-1 Leicester. Lucas? I, I'll, I'll do that too. 2-1 Leicester. I think Leicester is, you know, Brendan Rodgers is revitalizing that team. He's done a real good job with them. I, I would say 2-1 last year, too. I, I don't think they're yeah. uh, I'll go with a draw on this one. Southampton playing at home. Um, Leicester, they did win last week against Burnley at home. Wasn't super convincing. Uh, Southampton got a decent result playing away from home at Wolves. Uh, so I'll go with the draw on this one. Uh, next game, the early kickoff on Saturday, 7.30 a.m. game. We have Man City playing at home against newly promoted Aston Villa. Uh, Man City coming off a win. Aston Villa also coming off a win against Brighton. Uh, what are your predictions for this one? We'll start with you, Lucas. Oh, Man City is going to absolutely smack them. There's no way in hell. <laughs> it, 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 this isn't even a game to watch. Like, you know what I mean? You know when the game is just so predictable, like, you just, there's really no point. But I do think Man City will win about, I would say, 3 0. 3 0? What do you say, Nick? I don't think it's as clear as he's saying, only because if you look at Man City's recent performances, and Aston Villa has been decent this year. But I do think it's going to be a 3-1 win Man City. I also have 3-1 for Man City. I think they score a comfortable amount of goals, but I also think they'll end up conceding um, as their defense has looked a bit suspect. But they do have John Stones back, so that's a good positive for Man City going forward. Um, into the 10 a.m. kickoff uh, time slots now on Saturday. Uh, first game, Watford at Bournemouth. Watford playing at home. Um, I believe, if I'm not wrong, Watford are still last in the Premier League currently. Yes, um, and Bournemouth sit 10th. Uh, they're coming off a 0-0 tie at home. Walford playing at home on this one, desperately needing a win uh, to get themselves some breathing room from that bottom half of the table. Um, I am going to go with Walford getting their first win of the season against Bournemouth. I think they'll win this I like one. That. I think they'll win this one 2-1. I like that. I like that. Um, I'm going to go with... I, I was thinking about that. 
but I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. I do think Wofford are going to play well, especially after the boost they get from the Spurs result. Uh, however, I don't know if they take the win. I'm going to go 1-1. Lucas? I think I'm, I'm going to say 2-0 Bournemouth because that, you know, Harry Wilson with Joshua King, that thing is is coming out to shape. It's shaping out pretty nice. I think, I think Wofford, garbage during the last place. So I think, what, four points mm-hmm. or something like that? Yeah. So, um, I, I'll get two zero born. They got they got points from Arsenal and Tottenham. I think. Of course, they did Arsenal. <laughs> um, question question on Bournemouth for you guys. Um, Eddie Howe has been spoken a lot as um, mm-hmm. high praise as a manager. Do you think he deserves an opportunity at a bigger club, or do you think that he still needs to prove himself a bit longer at Bournemouth uh, and potentially? Uh, I think challenge for uh, a cup or potentially win something. I think it just. I think for him, it really just comes down to when the if the opportunity if the opportunity ever uh, comes, yeah, uh, comes up. I don't do you think, think he's do you a think, manager. That do you think he deserves an opportunity? Do you think would you, think would so. you give him a chance? I, I think he's. I think he's earned an opportunity mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at the right job, I don't know. I don't know because if for a step up from Bournemouth, I would expect because rarely do you see you know English managers going abroad you know going to you right know, spain right. france so on and so forth you never see that right so i mean uh, the the a better job would be one of the top six and what top six would really take a chance you know what i so, mean so so that was gonna be kind of my point as well is i feel like there's a lot of clubs that he could go to that would be considered a, a an upgrade you know bournemouth are a, de- a decently well-run club but um, I think if you were to get a job, for example, again, we're speaking hypothetically here, Alec Lester or an Everton, yeah, I agree with one that, of those, yeah. I think that would be, or even a Wolves, obviously, Nuno's, he's paid this, I'm never going to leave there. He's doing a fantastic job, but yeah. I think, I think I, clubs like that could be potential upgrades. With My the financial thing, backing. The financial backing as well. Upgrade. My thing is, I don't know if it's that big of an upgrade that he'd be willing to leave Bournemouth for that thing. I don't, for, yeah. for those clubs, I feel That's... like, I feel like, I feel like if you were to leave, it would have to be... In Arsenal, a Man U, a Liverpool, one of those caliber kinds of teams. Um, and unless he, you know, maybe if, you know, he can make a nice cup run, you know, get an FA Cup or win a Carabao Cup or, you know, show some sort of uh, success yeah, and winning sure. something. I don't know if one of those six teams would be willing to take a chance. Obviously not Man City or Liverpool because they have probably two of the best five managers in football currently. But um I think one of those teams, I don't know if they'd be willing to take a chance, but I, I like Eddie Howe. I like his philosophy. I like the fact that um, despite having a somewhat limited squad, uh, he still plays, uh, you know, very nice football. He's very His players seem very comfortable on the ball. They seem very well coached, and they seem very structurally organized. So um, yeah, I think he'd sure. be a potential uh, good candidate, but we'll see if he ever does get that opportunity. But um, sure. in this game, uh, so you have 2-0 Bournemouth, Lucas. Nick, yeah. you have 1-1. Mm-hmm. And then I have two on Watford. Uh, they're winning their first win of this game. But uh, on to the next game, we have Brighton. They're playing at home against Everton. Uh, Brighton coming off a two-one loss. Everton, uh, Berna, my boy, scoring a beautiful goal last game. Um, I believe Everton will win this one just by the skin of their teeth. I think this one ends two-one for Everton. Lucas, I would say I would say one-zero for Everton. Okay. Ah, uh, damn it. That's my. Yeah, that's I my I don't well. I don't know if I can trust Everton to keep a clean sheet, especially away from home. But mm, potentially, um, West Ham playing at home against Sheffield. Sheffield can go fuck themselves. Uh, <laughs> uh, West Ham. Uh, we'll start with you, Nick. What do you have in this one? Uh, Sheffield are a good team. West Ham are doing well as well. You know what? I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with two two. Mm. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna go with two two. Lucas. Well, I think I, I think Sheffield make this one. I think they get about. I'll say a two zero win on this one. For Sheffield, Ham, for Sheffield. Yeah, for Sheffield. That's right. Mm. I think. Um, you that's know, right. West Ham, <laughs> you know, have won just one of their last seven home meetings with Sheffield United. So I think, mm. I think that that can prove. Prove true once again. I'll say two zero for Sheffield. How long ago were these meetings? Though? Uh, well, West Ham played in the Championship for a while too. Before, uh, they've just over the last five years have become an established Premier League team. So yeah, for um, sure. But regardless, you know, it's yeah. Still... Um, I'm gonna pick West Ham to win two one just out of spite. But uh, I do got to give a shout out to my boy McBurney, the main man. I'm gonna say Chris he, Wilder. I'm gonna say he scores for Sheffield. 
Um, so on to the Saturday game. This is the main game on Saturday, 12.30 p.m. We've got Burnley playing at home against Chelsea. Um, Chelsea, who I'm going to, I got to be honest, have looked a lot better than I thought they would this season under Lampard. Um, Tammy Abraham has been an absolute revelation for them. He's banging in goals week in, week out. Uh, Mason Mount's been productive. Tamori's been really good at the back. Um, I like Kep a lot as well. Um, I'm not a big fan of their fullbacks. I think that could be a position that could be upgraded potentially, but um, obviously still a work in progress with the transfer ban and everything they had going forward. But uh, who do you guys like in this one? I'll start with you, Nick. I think this is a game where Chelsea just kind of, they don't play amazingly, but they kind of get the win. Kind of like the Newcastle game. I think this is a, a 1-0 Chelsea. It's a strong and, and organized Burnley team. So I have one. I have 1-0 to Chelsea as well, Lucas. Um, I think, I don't know, because apparently Rudiger and Conte are set to miss the Burnley trip on Saturday. Mm. So I, I do think it'll be a 2-2 draw. Um, like, oh, like you're going high scoring then. Okay. Yeah, I'll say a 2-2 draw. Because Abraham, like you said, he's out of he's playing out of his mind. This man is top scorer of the BPL. You know, just came back from um, the championship and mm-hmm. just, right. you know, I, I, think, I think it'll be a 2-2 draw. Uh, Newcastle, we're on to Sunday now. This is the this is the early game Sunday, I believe. Yeah, there's only one game uh, on Sunday. Uh, Newcastle playing at home against Wolves. Uh, I feel like both teams kind of need to get a result out of this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolves today just barely scraped a win, uh, playing away in the Europa League to uh, a kind of a, a lower uh, tier team. Um, Newcastle playing at home. Joe Linton, um does not really kind of look like the player they were kind of hoping he would be. Um, but, you know, potentially Does he get enough other service, ones. though? Does he get enough service? That's my only thing. I mean, at least on paper, you yes. some of the players behind him, you know, Almiron. Um, Almiron the, has not played amazing since he came. St. Maximin's been the, Saint the, Maximin, the, Saint Max, the best. Actually, actually, I'll say Maximin played well last game as well. Um, did. I, I think he's very good, actually. And he's actually a player that I think, if he continues to play like this, could make the jump from Newcastle very, very soon. Uh, prediction? Uh, um, I don't think Newcastle holds Wolves. Uh, I'm going to say 2-1 Wolves. 2-1 Wolves, Lucas? Um, I think it's going to be 1-1. It's going to be very boring because Wolves outside of home play such a defensive style of play. Mm-hmm. And then Newcastle just by nature, regardless of where they are, they played defensively as well. So I think, you know, I think it would be a very boring and just very, you know, monotone. But I do think there will be a couple goals. So I'll say 1-1. One, one. I have 1-1 one, one as well in that game. Um, and for the sake of my fantasy team, I'm begging Joel Linton gets a goal. Absolutely sure. begging him. Um, on to the 12-30 games, we have three, again, weird-ass scheduling. But we'll get into these anyways. Uh, starting off with Lucas's beloved Manchester United. Absolutely. They are traveling uh, against Timu Puki and Norwich City. Uh, Lucas, I'll start with you. Uh, do you think your boys pick up the three points on Sunday? I think we do because Norwich has been extremely poor recently. Especially so defensively. Year. Absolutely. And Timu Puki is non-existent at the moment. <laughs> so I I think this is an opportune time for us to finally – we just came back a 1-1 draw. Which to me is even like a win at this point, just how you know bad we are. So the one-one draw could be easily you know a catalyst to really pick up where we left off because you know we don't have you know I don't want to spend too much time here because we talked about a lot, a lot about Man United already, but you know we don't have that hard a run of games. You know we have Norwich, then Bournemouth, then Brighton, mm-hmm. Sheffield United. So it's not up until I would say December fourth, whereas we play. Uh, Tottenham and then immediately Man City and then Everton so you know that's hard but up until then we have a very winnable run of games so I'll say yeah, but a will solid you? going question, into will go, you? going no, I'm saying that's going going into Christmas uh, Man United are third in terms of strength of schedule uh, they're just behind Arsenal as well in terms of other top six clubs so Arsenal yeah. Man you have very easy or not I don't want to say easy because there's not a lot of easy games that you'll get in the Prem but uh, in yeah. terms of games that should be expected to win um, they have a, a lot of teams uh, coming up where you would expect them to pick up some decent points against. So, yeah. so um, we'll, we'll see if they'll be able to. But My prediction will be, I think we'll keep a clean sheet just because there's been more Norwich City has been so poor attacking mm. and going back. And I think we'll win. What was oh, it? Gosh. What was your prediction? 2-0. 2-0. Okay. Uh, Nick? 
I have menu one zero. Uh, I think this is a classic game that I think this is a game where the fans really begin to ole out uh, social out campaign. I feel like the last game is going to be a classic paper over the cracks type game against Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, they got it. They barely got a win today uh, against a pretty poor team. Uh, you said they sit fifth in the Serbian league currently. Uh, nice. Nice. That's my dog. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Norwich are going to win this one two one. Okay. Um, we are on to Arsenal playing at home against Crystal Palace. Is Arsenal still losing 2-1 to Vitoria? Uh, yes. Shocking. Um, I'll, I'll start with... <laughs> Not as trash as you are. I'll start with you, uh, Nick. I'll start with man. you. I'm going to say... Uh, I was about to say 3-1, and then I caught myself. 2-1, Arsenal. 2-1. Lucas? I'll say 1-1. One, one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Man U to lose. A part of me really wants to pick Crystal Palace to win. Uh, nah, I don't think they win. Uh, I think a tie is possible. I'm going to say 2-2. I think Arsenal are poor, man. I think Arsenal are bad. Just tactically. Tactically, we have a good team. But tactically, it's so gross. No, I feel like uh, you guys are very much us in the aspect of your top three is your best play. That's your best. That's your strength. You know. I think we just have a better team than you guys, and that's the only reason we're doing all right. I really don't think so. I really. Don't uh, uh, Are you kidding me? I don't think so. Just because. Mm, no. Look. You, overall. Look. Look. Let's go. Let's go player by player then, really quickly. All right. We'll get to that. Finish we'll, we'll, we'll finish our predictions. We can talk about that in a little okay. bit. Uh, I, also, rip you guys to I also wanted to brush up on Champions League <laughs> as well, so we'll make sure not to take too much time on this. But um, so I have two, I have two two for Arsenal against Crystal Palace. Uh, Lucas is one one, and uh, Nick has Arsenal scraping a two one victory as well. Uh, final game of the weekend, obviously, is the big one. Liverpool are at home playing against Tottenham. Um, I think Liverpool bounce back off a disappointing performance against Man U last week. I think this they win this one fairly comfortably. I'm going to say Liverpool three. One, uh, also to get Salah back in this game, which I feel like they massively missed. Um, last game, I didn't think Origi was particularly great at stretching the defense, and I think Salah is going to bring that component back to their team um, as he recovers from an injury. Uh, Alisson obviously is back as well, so um, that that's exciting news for them. But I'm going to go for three one Liverpool. Uh, I'm going to say seven two. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go three zero. Three zero. Wow. Okay. Uh, Lucas, I'll say two zero. Uh, Liverpool. Tottenham is very poor, and you know, Liverpool is Liverpool, so it's not like you know. So we're all going with Liverpool wins. Um, and those are kind of our predictions. Uh, Nick and I have yet to discuss kind of what we wanted to forfeit to be for the loser. Uh, but we'll try to discuss that during the week, and uh, we'll come back to you guys um for next week's pod. Oh, uh, to discuss what it is. Did you guys just score? Um, did Pepe just score? Yeah, you guys just scored. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Arsenal game is going on, like I said earlier, and uh, Nick's got a stream on currently while we record this, so uh, if you wonder why he just yelled Pepe's name, that's why. Um, all right. I you Okay, you want to go team comparison, Lucas, because you really, genuinely really believe. Quickly, really quickly. I, I'm going to just pick. You know your last game against Sheffield United, and just well, well, well. Let's say what you think your best lineup is, and then we can talk about what we think our best lineup is, so we can okay, evaluate it this way. So be- in goal, in goal, David De Gea better than Burn Leno. I will give you that, hundred percent. Okay. Your two center backs, uh, center backs, Socrates and David Luiz, Maguire. Nah, I don't think. Uh, I don't Maguire, think those are two best center backs. I think. Who is? I think you. I think Socrates. Mm, I think Rob Holding is definitely in there. I don't know which one of the two he replaces, but I definitely think Regardless, Rob Holding is in Maguire there. Regardless, Maguire is better than, in my opinion, better than both of your starting center backs. Just I agree. I agree. So okay. I think defend. I think def- I think the center backs. You guys. I think you guys win the center back argument. Um, yeah. I think Socrates has been poor this season. I don't think he's this bad. I, I actually uh, he was pretty decent last year. Yeah. Um, I like his recovery speed, and he's very strong, good in the air as well. So I don't think Socrates is as bad as he's been this year. Yeah. 
Uh, Davi Luiz, I just don't trust him. Um, I don't. Either. I still don't think. All. I still don't think he's a center back. Um, so I I would still say Socrates and Rob Holding yeah. um, would be our 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 best bet. Um, and out so of that, I think I I like Lindelof. Um, I think Maguire's the best center back out of all of the ones that we have. Yeah, I don't think that's a debate. I don't think that's up for a debate either personally. But um, I would say I think Socrates is a better player than Lindelof on form. But I think with the partnership Maguire's developing with Lindelof, I think it would be unfair to keep Lindelof out of the team. So I think Manu yeah. also would get the two center backs. I think that'd and be then- a fair. Going outside backs, I think Kalasinak and Shaw are on the same level. I don't think one. I think Tyranny is better than. Lot. I think Tyranny is better than both. I have Tyranny starting at well, left back. Tyranny isn't really playing as Emery doesn't really play him. For well, he ju- well so. he just well he's recovering from injury now. He's starting to get his minutes in the Europa League. Um, obviously, you know, big buy. I think Tyranny's really good though, yeah. and he's going to prove it. Um, I would have Tyranny starting. Uh, but I do like Luke Shaw, and I understand why you would maybe. Um, yeah, think him too. Well, he's just proven more in the prem, probably. But yeah, um, well, but I, I think I think tyranny is the is, is I'd go with tyranny on that spot. Yeah, on the right, obviously, I personally I don't think there's that part of debate. Wamba you would have Wan Bissaka or Bellerin. Oh, you're oh well, I was putting Maitland Niles there. Well, I Bellerin's better than Maitland Niles, especially at right back. Uh, especially at right back. Oh yeah, 100%. going going forward, going forward, Bellerin is miles ahead of. Bosak and it's not even close. Yeah, which but I, I think I think so. I think that's I think that's the good argument that you can make would be defensively it's a wipeout. Juan Bissaka takes the cake. I think yeah. going forward, Bellerin takes the cake. So I think in that I, stance, yeah, it kind of depends what the team needs. Uh, exactly. And Nick, if you want to kind of get into the conversation here um, between Bellerin and Bissaka, uh, kind of obviously you're biased towards Arsenal, but uh, if you had to pick one uh, to build kind of your team around out of the two, who would you prefer? Yeah, I would probably pick. I would probably pick Bellerin just because I, I think I, I like Bellerin as a player. Fast, agile, crosses the ball well, goes up well, comes back a decent, uh, you know, a decent amount of time. So I would pick Bellerin over Saka. Uh, midfield three. I also think this is fairly easy. Um, I think it's got to be Tohaida Pogba as the pivot. Um, and if are we doing form? Are we doing just best overall? How do you just 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 three three midfielders? I, I think I think I think Tojeda, I think Tojeda, Pugba, and Ozil probably the three best you would have to kind of put I'll, in there. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I can't. There's, there's really no argument. I'll, I'll, uh, going yeah. f- and then going forward for me, it, for me would have to be Pepe on the right, a bombing up top, and either Martial or Rashford. I'll let you pick whoever. Um, I if I had to make if I had to make my team, that's how I would do it. Uh, Arsenal say, don't have a wing. Arsenal don't have a left winger, so that yeah. that one can be by default. Okay. So, man, just saying all this stuff, I imagine like man, you with a team like that. Oh my god, man, I would cry. <laughs> I would cry. But yeah, I would I would probably put Rashford on the left. I think he's a much better left winger than he is center forward. So, yeah. So you so you prefer Martial as a striker as a proper number nine then than you do as yeah, a winger, don't I you? Because do. Martial, I thought I so that was another thing that I found interesting because we were talking about earlier about the kind of the buys. Uh, you know, Van Hal made a few. Um, it seemed like you guys were really wanted to gear your attack to have at least back then you wanted to have Martial more as a striker. Uh, I'm guessing that's yeah. why you guys had bought Depay at the time as well. Yeah, I have Depay I left and Martial up front, but it seemed you know Mourinho kind of came in, kind of transitioned him more to a winger, um, and now it kind of seems like. His position seems a bit up in the air. They don't really know what his best thing is, but yeah, I mean, he was I a striker at Monaco. I think, I think that I, uh, I agree with you. I think I also think that that's got to be his best position yeah, as well. I think Martial as a striker is a lot more effective and um, prolific as than you know Rashford, but that's just my opinion. Uh, and then uh, manager Solskjaer and Emery between the two. Uh, they're uh, at this point. That's a toss up. You can choose whichever one. <laughs> But how about best, Alex Ferguson or Wegner? Oh, it's got to be Alex Ferguson. Alex Ferguson is arguably the greatest manager in the history of football. Yeah, man, but he won too many trophies to keep count of. Yeah, no, Alex Ferguson was different class, com- completely yeah, different sure. class. I think that's I think that's a fair team. I think Nick left us after seeing that Pepe go <laughs> completely. Um, I think that's a fair team as a combined XI. Um, yeah, fairly balanced. If that was if that was an actual team. Uh, where do you think they'd finish? Oh, they, I think they would finish. I think they would. With a team like that? I think that team could compete. I think that team could genuinely compete. I think they could. I still think they're probably a center back away because I don't know if... Mm, 
I like Maguire. Lindelof's okay, but I think you're probably another guy away uh, there. Yeah, uh, for It's going to sure. be a proper time, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lucas, thank you so much again for the time. Thanks for coming on. Thanks you're for ranting welcome, about Manu. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> uh, Like I said, I think Nick's gone after seeing that Pepe goal, so we'll, we'll check in on him later and make sure he's still alive, but... Uh, guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, unfortunately, the NBA Over Under podcast, uh, the audio file got corrupted. Um, so I know if, uh, I got a few uh, messages about that one. Uh, that's why that one wasn't uploaded. Um, so I'm potentially going to talk to Philip and see if we might end up re- recording that um, or if we'll do some sort of other variation. But uh, I will keep you guys posted. Make sure to follow the Twitter account, at on the Pod. We're going to uh, continue to become more active on that. But other than that, guys, thank you once again for listening and take care.